This week on Inside Motorsport, we start our five-part series with Cameron Kelleher. I hope you'll stay with us. Cameron Kelleher joins us here on Inside Motorsport and he's the communication and PR manager of Motorsport at IMG. Now, Cameron, we had a great opportunity to speak to you a, a little while ago on Inside Speedway about the Speedway Grand Prix, but your resume has certainly covered a, a lot more aspects of uh, motorsport and journalism than uh, perhaps we covered in that interview. So it's great you could join us for this opportunity to have a chat about you. Thanks, Craig. I don't really like talking about myself, but uh, I'll answer your question nonetheless. Yeah, my uh, my background is in journalism, um, starting out in Adelaide, moving to Melbourne, and then to um, uh, the Viper Pit that's known as Fleet Street in the UK. My journalistic life focused largely on sport um, and I've always been a huge motorsport fan so I was lucky enough to to go to the Monaco Grand Prix a few years ago and chance meeting with Jackie Stewart um, or Sir Jackie Stewart as he's known today and um, at the time he was looking to um, bring on a new head of communications for his fledgling Formula One team um, known as Stewart Grand Prix complete with uh, tartan trim on the uh, monocoque of the um, of the car. Um, so on return to the UK, I went and had a couple of interviews with him and um, lucky enough to, to land the job. Uh, so that's when I started in 90, that was in 97 uh, with, with Stuart Grand Prix. And then we kind of morphed into Jaguar, overtaken, we were um, taken over by uh, Ford Motor Company and rebadged. The objective then being for the green team to resemble the red team, that didn't quite happen. And I've stayed around motorsport since then. I've been involved in um, working with Shell and Ferrari and working with uh, various agencies on sponsorship and PR and driver management and various other tasks. I've been involved in GT racing and um, MotoGP and superbikes and you know, landed back at IMG on the agency side Heading up uh, motorsport, which uh, which is uh, as you've said, Speedway Grand Prix and the FAA World Rallycross Championship. So it's been a fantastic journey. It's some people call it work, but um, I call it pleasure. So I've, I've learned a lot and um, continue to learn. But right now, like everybody else, I guess we're in the uh, in the lap of the gods to some degree with um, the dreaded COVID uh, nineteen pandemic, which is. Um, it's changed our lives, really. Um, so, yeah, I'm just kind of figuring out when we're going to go racing again. Interesting you mentioned about that time with Stuart Grand Prix and Jaguar Racing because you wouldn't have been the only Australian in the team, well, certainly for a time, because that was around the time that Mark Webber was uh, with Jaguar. Yeah, I mean, I knew Mark um, from his Minardi days. Um, we used to come across each other in the paddock much as you do with a lot of other people it's like a big family that decamps every two weeks and then you you see each other again in an airport lounge or um in a hotel or in a uh you know in the in the f1 paddock uh, so i knew mark actually i knew mark from his formula three days i got invited I, I was looking for the daily mail in london and i got invited up to silverstone for a pr day and mark was then being managed by david campisi Mm -hmm. uh, the rugby union legend. And so I went up to watch Mark do a few demo laps in his, um, in his Formula 3 car, and then we had a, a Q&A session afterwards. And so that's when I first came across him. But then 
subsequently I used to see him at test events when he first started out with Minardi and then um, then you're right he came to he came to Jaguar um, and then went on to Red Bull you know he had a crack at the title um, at one point but he's become a fantastic broadcaster uh, and a and a great ambassador both for Australia and for and the causes that he that he supports. Um, I've actually been to his pub a couple of times um, in the UK here in in the uh, in the sticks in Hertfordshire. So yeah, he's um, he's uh, he's done a great job uh, both for himself and and for the country. Uh, I believe was life in Formula One like at that time? I was. Uh, I remember going to my first Grand Prix, which was uh, actually no. To go back one step, I second day in the job. So Jackie had his headquarters at uh, Stuart Grand Prix building, which is now today is now the Red Bull building, um, the Aston Martin Red Bull building down at Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes, I don't know if you know, is basically a, it, it's a series of pockets of industry in north of London, about 50 Ks north of, of, of London. So day two in the office, Jackie came in and said, okay, I need you at Luton Airport tomorrow morning at uh, nine o'clock. We're flying to Geneva and then we're going to Barcelona for the preseason test. And so I duly got myself up to Luton Airport, which was about a 40-mile drive north of London on the M1. I made sure that I got myself there super early because I, I, knew, I knew Jackie was a fastidious timekeeper and a, and a, a huge attention to detail, so I didn't want to be late. So I got there and he had his plane sat there waiting uh, it was a small Cessna plane called the Flying Scotsman, and it had the tartan branding on the side of it. <clears throat> so we all climb aboard, myself, Jackie, and a couple of others. Um, we stop off in Geneva, predominantly because Jackie wanted had to do some banking. Um, so the rest of us sat in the tarmac in the plane. Jackie went off to Geneva and did his banking and whatever else he needed to do. About two hours later, he came back, and um, we flew on to Barcelona for the, um, for the pre-season test. That uh, was in '98, so uh, that was my kind of first introduction to the uh, to the glitzy, glamorous world of uh, of Formula One. The most memorable aspect of that whole journey was the fact that after the test, we drove back from the airport to sorry from the from the circuit uh, to Catalonia, back to Barcelona Airport and to the private airfield to catch the plane again. And Jackie was at the wheel of a BMW Seven Series. And there were three of us in the car. And Jackie, even in those days, Jackie had three mobile phones going and was was juggling three mobile phones. Probably shouldn't say this because I'll get him in trouble. But not only was he expertly managing these three calls, one of whom happened to be uh, Bernie Eccleston, the other two uh, I'll probably never know. But at the same time as he was managing these three calls, he was gliding purposely through you know, peak hour traffic on the way to the airport uh, and just didn't miss a beat. And I just thought, you know, this is a guy that's driven at, <clears throat> at the highest level, breakneck speed, and yet he can manage to navigate his way through this traffic with three phones on the go at the same time. And I thought, you know, yeah, this guy's a bit special. Cameron, you wear your different hats in motorsport disciplines. How's your work day or what's your work day like? like how do you juggle everything into a work day yeah most of the the day is driven by the next event basically so um you know obviously there's a there's a big 
pre-planning phase for each event you've got coming up. And that could be anything like fielding media inquiries, pushing out preview content, sorting out media accreditation, um, etc. And then so you, you, you then start to live your life from uh, you know, April through to November from home to airport to circuit to hotel and then you just repeat that cycle as you as you go through month by month so you spend a lot of time in the air you spend a lot of time on the road you spend a lot of time in hotels and ultimately you spend a lot of time at at racetrack so you know there's a lot of uh a lot of menial tasks i'd say but at the end of the day it's it's I, i find it hugely fulfilling whether that's going to um you know a rallycross event in uh uh in south africa or Mont- in canada or uh, in latvia or um you know a speedway event in russia or poland or or the czech republic it's um it's hugely rewarding i i'm i have to slap myself sometimes to to appreciate how lucky I am to do what I do. It, you know, from the outside, I guess people look at it and think, yeah, it's glamorous. Um, uh, certainly when you, when you talk about F1, but it's, it's actually bloody hard work at the end of the day as well. But I, I am blessed and I am grateful that I have this opportunity to, to fulfill an, an ambition that I had many years ago to work in motorsport. And um, yeah, I'm, uh, I go to bed at night I'm quite content sometimes. That's all from Inside Motorsport this week. We continue our chat with Cameron on next week's show. I hope you can join us then. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.